run free, your heart run free, your heart run free, your heart run free, your heart run free. Welcome back to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. We are, as ever, a duo joining myself in the Young Hearts Run Free studio. Once again, welcome back to the show, Mr. John Cassidy. Thank you very much, Stephen. Duo, is there a suite called a duo? Is there a, or a bar? Good question. I don't eat sweets. <laughs> of course you don't. I'm Temple at boy. Temple boy. Right. I'm okay. chocolate, John. Are you? Yeah. Because, just because I was just reaching for the chockies too, a bit too much. So I just decided uh-huh. to go cold turkey. And how's that landing for you? It's all right, actually. See, once you get through the sort of cold turkey period for sort of fortnight, mm. and it's just a case of, you know. Aye. Creating new habits, creating new habits, Stephen. It's since Easter, I kind of demolished too many oh, Easter eggs. Right. So I, I was know just how like, that... right, enough to enough <laughs> bio. Aye, okay, cool. an unexpected intro, because Definitely. you the word duo, that's how you roll though, man. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, John. Yes. On in the mere serious topics. Also, not running related. You've been away on your travels again. A lot of folk have noticed that you've. Um, you, I don't know if you're quite aware of your carbon footprint, but we'll, <laughs> we'll bother touching on that. I think you should maybe row your next foreign destination just to even it up. However, you were in Roma over the weekend, and I was I'm pretty pissed off with you. Why is that, Stevie boy? Not one photo of fucking food. Eh. Yeah, oh, 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 sorry. Me one photograph of food. Sorry, man. I was totally focused. Like, but you know what? I put loads of photos on my Instagram, but I know what you're saying. I would normally send you personal photographs. I thought there was something off. I was thinking, going, uh, what's going on, John? No, I'm not. I'm not in the half, nothing. Right. Okay. That's you're right. You're right. I would. I would normally send you my added footage from different angles. And right. like halfway through and all that. So I'm sure I have some that I'll send them post. How, what's happened there? I took a bonanza of photographs and posted them. But um, yes, I do well, apologise. That won't happen again. Let down. I usually got, like you say, VIP access. Don't let it happen again. Uh, um, yeah, no, hopefully I'd... you had a good time. Um, already running away at Mars. Yeah. There's a big race going up. Happening now, multi-day up in the north of mm. Scotland, isn't there? One that um, there's a few former guests taking part, a few friends of the show taking yeah. part. The Cape Wrath Ultra is currently in, what, day five? We're in day five. It's eight days in total. Yeah, eight days, 400 kilometres, which is just shy of 250 miles through some of the roughest terrain the UK has to offer. Aye, all right there. You got the old <laughs> swallowed the race director's footnotes. The do you fancy it? Okay, I fancy everything, man. Can me? I wonder what the scran's like though. Is it? Eh? It's not. No, I do fancy it. But you know, I've seen some of the people that are involved, and there's some toughies in there, some tough folk and I think you've got to be tough for someone like that and I, I remember speaking to Graham Conley about the Cape Wrath Trail and him and Paul Giblin did it, yep. there's an FKT on it and my fire my fire was lit 
by Graham, what he said about it so way back then. But I do think the only thing that's holding me back is my bank balance. Cause I think it's a wee bit expensive to sign up, isn't it? It's a pricey one, um, but you get well looked after. And yeah, one of those ones when you start breaking it down, that entry fee, you can see how it kind of stacks up. Logistics of the race is, um, is quite... And you're well catered for, and they've got chaps, I believe, at the, you know, yeah. the overnight camps. There's a, and, there's chaps. And two fifty over eight days, I've probably broken into like a thirty something miles, twenty odd miles. So, but yeah. you know what? That's a biggie team man. Getting up and doing that every day, getting your legs moving, eh? Oh, and as I, I was actually having this discussion. Is the thought of doing that? worse than just battering on you know and, and stopping just as you need it and then you know self-supported you know rather than right and get a finish line ev- and a start line every morning finish line every night start line every morning and you're just like that fuck this for a game of sudgers aye i just want to crack on day and four days but i think me personally it appeals to me that set distance every day because that if they're breaking it up for you do you know what i mean I yeah. think so. It's almost like an enforced rest. There are cutoffs on it. I think a lot of folk. I don't think you could go and just walk it. I think no. you take, you need to run some of it to make the cutoffs. So there's that. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh man, my brain's racing. I even think about. Definitely. Anyway, I think Joe Meeks doing well in the ladies' side. Former guest, yeah. go back and listen to Joe. She won the Highland Fling race, um, superbly well last year. Um, she's up there. Um, I think leading the pack for the ladies. Yeah, Debs, is yeah. In, Debs is in hot pursuit. On Debbie. <laughs> um, and you know, and there's that you go down the, the list of participants, and there's lots of familiar faces. So yeah, hopefully the midges are not too vicious, and the guys get to the lighthouse. And we're recording this on Thursday, which is day five, and it's just turned a wee bit toasty in Bonnie mm-hmm. Scotland, doesn't it? So that adds another element, yeah, literally. Yeah, the, oh, they've got lucky with the weather. It's you know, it's it's no raining and windy and like that. Actually, there's some folk would much prefer that. Myself included. So, the some folk, it's no weather that we're used to. Um, and when we say toasty, anybody out with Scotland, we're meaning sort of high teens in terms uh, of centigrade. But you know what? It totally changes. Look, well, well, we're going to speak about this. I'm, our guest is going to speak about this as well. What heat brings to the party? Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? And how it can affect your your performance, your day, your experience. The only thing I can think about is I've a couple of times I've run abroad in like big city marathons, Seville and Barcelona, and I remember it was Seville. My last training run in Perth was three degrees, no the band, the heat. <laughs> And then in Seville, it was 22 degrees. It was unbelievable, man. It wasn't quite Debbie Martin can say any bad water levels, but uh-huh. it bloody felt like that. I'm rubbish in the heat. Aye. So. Well, I proved how shite I was in the heat um, down at the, the lakes one year. So, But you're no shite in the heat. <laughs> but that day, your heat management wasn't good. That's true. Do you know what I, I mean? Thanks for reframing that, John. Appreciate You're welcome. It. And it, it, it's an it's we we love a segue. It is quite a nice wee segue in a what's coming up 
the big race in Scotland, fair to say, I think, this weekend through in Edinburgh. Yeah. Marathon, half marathon, and folk will be looking at weather forecasts. They'll be tuned into Ron Windy Wilson, slavering, and right. thinking, oh, what does this mean? What would what, what I need to change or prep for in advance of Sunday? Because you're right, John, your training's not been in such conditions. Ah. Um, most, well, what would you say is most common? Well, it's probably like focal day, a 12-week programme or a 16-week programme <laughs> for, for a marathon. That's January, isn't it? January, February, March. It's dark and it's cold, predominantly wet. Couple of layers so, on. If you have, aye, exactly. So you you got to think about what kit you're going to wear. Will you be wearing your gloves? You might need your gloves to start with, because it might be a bit chilly. Will you use arm sleeves? Have you been to boots for your lube? Have you, you got your undercarriage, your battery, Exactly, man. Sorted. You got your nipple so, protection scheme in place. Oh, I tell Boy, you, boys I, and glasses. Aye, exactly. Every time, if you ever go and watch a marathon, you'll always see the guy or the gal. With the chafing, yep. quite obvious. Didn't he be that guy or gal? Get yourself sorted be, out, man. Can be well mitigated. And Again. and send us a wee thank you for this up this uh, heads up that you yeah. still need to do that. But it's things like wee bit extra salts, wee bit Aye. extra fluids, electrolytes. Um, these are just lessons learned. Aye, definitely. Because when you have a wobble, which the heat can bring on as well. Um, I've got to make sure you're hydrated. So, yeah, there's a, also a big responsibility on the organisers to make sure there's enough water, certainly for the back of the packers. I've, yeah. I've been in, <laughs> I've been in marathons where there's like, it almost feels like there's half a dozen bottles of water left at the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you get the road a wee bit, and there's thousands of empty bottles lying about. So, um, yeah. when it's hot. Some folk might take a couple of balls if they can get them. So, you know, Definitely. make sure so you're hydrated. On the very, very odd off chance, rather, that you're listening to this episode right now and you're running the Edinburgh Marathon and you're at 18, 19, 20 miles. So you've thought, I'll put on that pair of jokers on that podcast. And you're listening to this segment right now and you're feeling a wee bit of a Take a drink. And get some extra gels, don't you? Aye. Smile. Smile your way to the finish line. Exactly. This is your lap of honour. Really goes with all that cliche oh, shit. But you know what, though? There's a lot of listeners I know, because we see it on your social media. We didn't just sit here and chew shit, you know. We see what's happening in social media. There's a lot of listeners are taking part in the Edinburgh Marathon, or Edinburgh Running Festival, Marathon yeah. Festival. And we wish you all the best. You've put the hard graft in. You've worked through probably a lot of peaks and troughs with stuff that's been going on. But go and have the best day possible on Sunday. You've earned it. So go and show us your bling when you get done. Have a great day. Peaks and troughs. Peaks and troughs. This is a good time to speak about. Although these folk will still be riding a high. But you know what? Not everybody rides a high, do they? No. You know? So maybe it's worth speaking about that. I I think I was speaking to John before we came on air and I was actually reflecting on the start of the year that I've had running wise and it been more of a grind than 
I'd like it to be. And it's almost, we just, we obviously focus 80, 90% of the time on all the good things and everybody's fleeing. And John's had a immense start to the year and that's been well earned and deserved. But we all hear times where we dip as well. And, and, and it feels, you know, you, you lose your mojo, everything feels a bit sere and it's, everything's not quite flowing as well as what you hope it for. And sometimes all you're hearing is all the, the good stuff and you're on Instagram consuming everybody doing their navel gazing and reflecting on all just all the good stuff. Not so much a thing today is just to speak about all the crap times that we yeah. all kind of hit from time to time, some of us more than others. Um, and I was just sort of you know, going, Hi, okay, I worked through January, February, probably March, and everything just felt a grind, and I'm kind of just getting back into the flow now. And there's maybe reasons for that that I'll, I'll speak about on another episode. But it's almost just, if you are in a wee bit of a dip the now, it's all right. Happens of And work through it. Aye. Um, it might be injury after injury. It feels like it's never ending. Maybe you need to review. Are you coming back too soon? Seek the advice of a physio. You know, rest is a very powerful um, recovery tool, just simple resting. And I rem- Stephen, I came off Strava last year because I mm. get, I was I was posting about fucking niggly Achilles, niggly calf. It was just never ending. Um, so I just got fed up posting that stuff. But with management, you can come out of it. And if it's a mojo thing, if it's just your mood, saying it, that running sack that that'll come back you know but what i would say to folk is talk about it speak with your running pals or speak to somebody about how you're feeling about running because we do it hopefully to enjoy it but sometimes we get focused on hitting times and miles and distances and stuff and we sometimes lose that fun bit or comparing ourselves to others, I think that is Aye. something that 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 we all do too much. And you know, comparison is the theft of joy. Oh, yeah, boy, that's but a it's right, you know. And it is you're on Strava and everybody's bouncing along and getting PBs. And you look at John and he's like got that big fucking cheesy smile on his purse. And you think, fuck you. <laughs> I never ever think that, John. Ever, no, ever. But you know what I mean. Right. I, I, I do. I'm saying it tongue in cheek. It, it is. And and the other thing that I do is, if you are feeling that that mojo's gone, is, is do something different. Flip it. You know. So yeah. lower your intensity, lower your volume, but still, and and remind yourself. Actually, I'm lucky I can do this. I'm lucky I can go out, cover your watch up, any wear a watch. Just do something different. Get in the trails as opposed to the, the roads, just to do something different. Run with people. I think that helps a lot. Running with other people um, can can really help switch it up a bit. So, Aye. yeah. Yeah, and I think you, you, you hit a, a very important point there. Didn't you become a slave to your watch? It happens almost. It creeps up on you. And before you know about it, that's your focus. Um, Aye. As Stephen says, cover it up if you're wanting to add your miles because let's be honest become addicted to Strava too or want to watch your annual mileage grow and all yep. that sort of stuff and their elevation and, and things like that all that Aye. stuff and all, them, all the metrics and data that are important to you but 
they're not important in the grand scheme of things. Oh, sorry, it does not matter. Um, <laughs> that, so that was a extra spare word not required. So I the the main th- message I'm taking for what you're saying, Stephen, though, is we run to enjoy it. Aye, the benefits are for me, I can eat a bit more than I would than I like to. That's why I run. Uh, the the other benefit is I enjoy being outside. But remember the basics. I think Lucy Calhoun spoke about that. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember the basics and remember why you run. So this has been a wee unexpected uh, segment. I've really enjoyed that. That's all right. I just think that there will be always people out there who are in a wee bit of a dip or a trough, whether it's injury or mojo um, that's causing that. And I just we hear you. We we can relate personally. Definitely, definitely. So what else we got to speak about? Wanda Burns. I won a prize. Right, recent prizes was ran just last night doing an Ayrshire in the sunshine. In the sunshine. Um, aye, a toasty night. We've said that already. Edinburgh's going to be toasty, but Scotland turned toasty this week. And the Land of Burns 10K, run by Air Seaforth, who donated two prizes to us. We are very grateful for that. And um, one of our prize winners we know, Nicola Dawson, hit a 10K PB. So well done, Nicola. Wow, absolutely well fantastic. Yeah. That is and awesome. And a great time too. So in a bit. Yeah. Time. Brilliant. Um on competitions, we've got right. two competitions live right now, haven't we? We have. We're live, but no for much longer. Oh. Yeah, we've also thing? had our Yeah, we've got the Dechman trail race and mm-hmm. we've got the Saltire trail race. Saltire trail race Sunday the fourth of June. So week Sunday. So we're shutting up the entries for that on Sunday, this Sunday. Yep. So this comes out on Friday, so this might be too late for you. Yep. But Sunday, get in or on Instagram and Twitter, just reply with either Deckman, if you want in the Deckman trail race, which is the 25th of June, memory mm-hmm. serves me correct. Saltire, if you want into the Saltire trail race, or Baith, if you want your hat in the ring for both of them. And we'll be drawing that on Monday and letting you know on our socials who the lucky recipients are. And thanks again to the organisers of both these races. And obviously, if you didn't get in, go and sign up anyway, because entries are reasonably priced. And yeah, Sundays they get much better than going and running a trail race. Definitely. Talking of races. Mm-hmm. We're only a week away, Stevie Boy, for the Black Rock Five. The Black Rock Five. I will be debuting at the Black Rock Five. A debut for um, Stevie Boy and John yeah. as a past master at running round rocks in the tide. <laughs> I am. I was there last year. I was actually looking back at photographs and I looked like Grizzly Adams. Remember, I had that big beard last year? Yes. That was yeah. when it was starting to take shape. Like the boy um, at the last of the summer wine. <laughs> <laughs> I must prefer Grizzly Adams, actually. Um, oh, that's a good segue there as well, though. We'll come back to that, man. Okay. Um, I I was doing last year. My big thing, my big thoughts this year are, we getting my race number. I've not got that yet. They've been posted out, but I've not got mine yet. I can see Stephen is displaying his uh, number just now. But my one, big one, thing four, is... Zero. Is, is oh, you're revealing that already, man. I'm already going to reveal that. 1140. That is a lot of ink. That's going to weigh me down. 
that's going to add a wee <laughs> bit of time on. So come on, organisers, you can I'm a single digit boy. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my other big dilemma is, because see, after it last year, the queue for the ship, chip, <laughs> the queue for the <laughs> careful now. <laughs> <laughs> the queue for the chip shop was massive, right? And can be asked on about yapping to folk, eh? By the time I'd finished yapping to folk, the, oh, the queue was far too long. So I'm actually thinking about going down early and getting a bag of chips before it. So pre, pre, pre bag of chips. And wow them. Aye. Oh, aye. I'm not going to keep them. My guess is a good shout, actually. I can eat cold chips. Oh, aye. Or you could take a, some sort of insulation wee box and. Mm, you've got me Eat rubbing my chin, eh? Or maybe ah, half, half hot and half for at the finish so that you're no bag it up with them. God, I'll no sleep. Anyway, we'll get all that sorted out. But anyway, we look forward to seeing everybody doing in the kingdom. We do. Next week. Yeah. Please come and say hello. Come over and say hello. I can there's a few folk of oh, stickers. Um, signed it. Stickers and badges. <laughs> we, have, we have shiny, shiny badges. So, um, yeah, please come across and say hello if you see Can't us. Wait. Doing there now. The reason I mentioned Segway, we lasted uh-huh. the come summer wine. Was that Compo, the wee guy, went about in the wellies and the the beanie hat? Yeah. That's set in the lovely village of Holmforth, in the Lake District. That's where our Yorkshire correspondent lives. That is indeed the home of Mel Sykes, our yeah. Yorkshire correspondent. When, when we spoke with Mel recently um, about a whole host of things, um, Mel had mentioned that she was going to be taking part in the Ultra Trail Snowdonia uh, event. That was her next thing coming up. Well, that's happened. Uh-huh. And we recorded, so we met with Mel again last week. We recorded just a wee uh, 45 minutes or something chat with Mel about that event. Um and we just thought it was the right time to do it. We know Mel's been on recently, but you can never, ever get enough from Mel Sykes. Um, the way she speaks about things is absolutely brilliant. So we we make no apology whatsoever for bringing Mel back. She's uh, one of our own. I thought was I seeing yesterday on Mel's Instagram. She's also the newly crowned How Staring Out champion. She posted an Instagram story yesterday she had a, a steering competition with a cow and the cow blinked first. So Mel is the self-acclaimed cow steering champion of 2023. Fantastic. Yeah, there you go, man. Still just running me talk about. <laughs> Hell, no, go <laughs> enjoy this. This is a, a great, if you're thinking, because UTS got a lot, sorry, Ultra Trail Snedonia got a lot of coverage. It's a big event, UTMB endorsed and all that kind of caper. So I've captured... Um, the attention of a lot of folks. If you want a wee bit of insight into the the, the whole, I think Mel did the 50k um, race. There's there's 50k. There's a hundred miler. There's a 25k. There's a whole lot. A whole shooting match or races in there. But it's a real good insight into that. If it's kind of if your appetite's been whetted by the action doing in North Wales two weekends ago so aye yeah and about it thanks mel it's a massive young hearts run for you welcome back to our yorkshire correspondent how are you doing mel sykes i'm great thanks how are you two i'm very well stevie boy how are you I'm magic I'm yeah. absolutely magic and it's like twice in a month 
and mm-hmm. we're, we're getting to speak to the celebrity that's Mel Sykes. <laughs> Privilege. Well, the, you know what? The listeners speak and we deliver and there's been demand to hear all about the Ultra Trail Snowdonia. And we know that um, there's been comments on social media about the event. So we thought, we know somebody we can speak to about that. We know mm-hmm. somebody who can give us the the on-course info about what was happening. Because the, the, at the end of our most recent conversation, Mel, that was the next thing that was on your list. It's now passed. So how was your day out, Mel, at the Ultra Trail Snowdonia? It was uh, it was bloody hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it was. It were, I would say that that race compared I've done longer distances before the 50 milers but that was definitely the hardest race I've ever done I think the heat obviously was a little bit unusual for Wales maybe I don't know how often it gets to that sort of temperature in Wales and but it was there were a couple of I think two bits where you went through a wood but rest of it you were just out on the side of Snowdon twice really exposed and there were no wind either all weekend it were it were perfect day to go walking or <laughs> chilling out but yeah it, it won ideal well it won my ideal running temperature I like a bit yeah. of rain. Now I've got a couple of things there first thing is actually I've got three things when you say you had this race, is that ever ever? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, even I, I would I would say that it, I found it harder at UTS than the Ironman races. Wow. Okay. Yeah. My second comment is, you said Snowden. We don't call it that now. Oh no, we're not allowed, are we? No, we call so the connect pronunciation <laughs> allegedly is. Erbeva. So huh? everybody everybody across the UK is now going Erbeva. Even some <laughs> people abroad are doing it. And also Snowdonia as a is it a region, Snowdonia, or is it a, whatever we want to call it? That is Errari. So there er- you go. Errari. So here we go. Here to help the masses, Young Hearts Run Free Podcast, Geographical Society. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that um, there's a Welsh speaker or two listening, <laughs> going, "You've just absolutely butchered that." Don't care. <laughs> if that's the case, then let us know. But what is that? Has he got his three questions in? I've lost track. I think I you were know. just about to ask him. I think I he's was, made a point. Yeah, I made my point, Stephen, over at you. That's heat. Right. You talked about the heat. Yeah. What's, what What kind of heat, talking temperature-wise? Well, I don't know. Everybody on posts that I've seen, people seem to think it was, got up to sort of 20 degrees. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure because I didn't have my little thermometer on me. Okay. But it, it felt it felt hot. I think it was just because there were no wind as well, though. Yeah. And, and that's always worse. So you're climbing, no wind, no breeze. It's just stifling. Um, but, I mean, it was great. It was perfect weather for photos, which is one of the main reasons I was there. So. <laughs> but also, it was the warmest day, I'd say, of the year so far. So it's that 
there's no acclimatization. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you know, it's almost like sometimes if that was later on in the summer, you've kind of gotten your body's gotten used to it again. But yeah. it was almost like boom, it's it's warm today. It's been freezing every other day of the year. Yeah, and on their Instagram on Thursday when they were setting up the event village, it was torrential rain. I don't know if you saw the videos from that, but they had to delay putting the tents and the event village up because it was absolutely melting it down. So it's gone from that to to that in a, in a couple of days. What was it like then? Sorry, questions materialise. What was it like underfoot? Or, or what's it like underfoot? Is it like fire track? You're like, you know what I mean? Um, it's it were it's just dry rocky trails. The descents were sort of big boulders, so they, they weren't very runnable. So you go up the main um, track out of Lamberis, and that's quite runnable, apart from a bit near the top. And then you turn left just before the summit and go down what they call the pig track. But that was I couldn't couldn't run any of that. It was sort of stepping down. Um, mm. And then there was some wet wet rock and slate and bits of that sort of stuff on the way down. Really, really nice track, really good trail. But yeah, not not very. I mean, the the top guys will have been flying down there. They'll, it'll have been runnable for them. <laughs> it won't it won't so runnable for me. But you say that I kind of picked up quite a few posts about it across Instagram and Twitter mainly, and I think a lot of people struggled with the heat and the conditions and the technical nature of it as well so mm. I think that it's maybe taken and there was a big field yeah there were big, I think they they had they kept opening more and more entries up uh, I think they ended up with 1300 entries <laughs> as a sellout which in the 50k or in the 50 just in the 50k just in yeah the 50K. Wow. yeah um which Personally, I know everyone will have their own opinion on it, but personally, I think that was too much just for. So the start going up Lamberry's Trail, when I went and did a recce in March, I could run quite a lot of that, but I couldn't run any of it um, on race day just because the amount of people. And obviously people have got poles out and the jabbing its shins and stuff with them, tapping them all over it, sure. So... Um, and then going down, there was a lot of walkers coming up because it were a nice day and it's a really popular ascent up to the top, um, up that pig track. So we were trying to run down and all these people were trying to walk up, but you were single file all the way down that pig track as well. So even the bits you could sort of run and the ones that I ran when I did the recce, I couldn't, couldn't run any of that um, on race day. But what, like, what do you do? You either belt off at start and try and get out in in front yeah and then end up blowing up after it first climb so it, it might have actually done me good to mm. take that first climb a little bit steadier you never know yeah so you're mm. just in that train of people yeah pace yeah yeah i know exactly right Can I, i'm looking at this they've got the eruri eruri 25k yeah the uts 50k and the uts 100k all, are they all on the same day? The 100k went the same day as us. They set off at 5am. Uh, we were 8am start time. And then the right. 25k, I'm not sure what time they started. It was after us, maybe 10 o'clock. Mm. But that's a lot of people in the same area at the same time. And as you say, it's a national park. So people can just go and 
want to climb it or to walk it or to, to do to do whatever. Especially so on a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you you mentioned the recce. Did you get the chance to recce the whole thing that you want yeah. that, that you were doing? Yeah, I did it over three days. Um, mm-hmm. So I did the first, I think, 20 mile on the first day where you sort of go up Snowdon down the pig track and come back up the other side. But then I dropped down into Lamberry's and did the second climb, uh, the, what was the third climb of the race. I did that on my second day of the recce and then the final climb on the third day. So it was quite nice spread out over three days. But th- it was all when it was snow, uh, snow on top as well. So it was better conduct personally for me better conditions when I did the recce but can't win them all I noticed and I, going back to the heat I did notice you did quite a bit on Instagram stories on that day and it <laughs> yeah. was, was one one of them you just went oh, totally fucked you know but your Instagram story you're right it was a great day for the imagery and seeing that but I also one of the first things I noticed early doors with your Instagram stuff was the amount of people using poles now poles is a thing it's a wee bit different in Scotland isn't it Stephen we didn't get to use poles in Scotland do we for races no they're, they're, it's a, I think it's one of these and I'm sure somebody would be able to say it's no an official rule but it's yeah. it's the etiquette and it's like best practice type thing and it's like against the spirit um, yeah. as, as such so yeah they're, they're kind of frowned upon um, yeah. whether they're actually outlawed um I'd, I'd hate to say yeah, yeah i think it was outlawed. and it might it might be the wrong terminology to use in this modern society but i think it was termed a gentleman's agreement but it maybe is maybe it was a gentleman and a woman that agreed it. i don't know <laughs> but um yeah as stephen said it's not it's not a written rule you can go and walk anywhere in Scotland any day you like and use poles it's not <laughs> no, a problem but, no, but, no poles. But yeah. there's no wacky products available in Scotland <laughs> the pole <laughs> polers go about so but 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 when it comes to uh, races it's a non-starter it just doesn't happen but that's different in England probably most European countries actually but it's, it, but it's certainly different in England yeah, and Wales isn't it some kind of, I've never ran with poles because the races that I've entered, mm-hmm. well, I think you like you. There's quite a few people use them at, at Lakeland, um, yeah. And I'm also thinking, oh, and folk, folk will say or oh, cheap poles or or whatever like that. But listen, like if you can use them and they're allowed in the race, and it's a level level playing field, and they can give you that extra bit, and you can use them well and proficiently. Then, yeah, I spoke with a guy on the lakes last year. And he was saying to me he would not have finished it without the poles because if you use them properly, and I've no idea what properly is, I, I know you can go on courses to learn how to use them. It can take weight off your joints and stuff. And he was saying that uh, it helped him to finish. And just this week, I've noticed that um, friend of the show, Gillian McGill and Tony McGill, they're down in the lakes doing recce for the summertime, and yep. they're both trying out poles down there as well. Um, but I want to speak to Mel about the volume of poles that was there at the weekend because it can be quite dangerous as well, can't it? Yeah, I think it's like I say, it's an etiquette thing, really, and you're trusting that other people will 
use them properly or be able to use them properly but there were just some bits uh there were a couple of bits where you were running and then it got to a bit of a scramble and instead of people putting the poles away they were like tucking them under their arm so mm. there was that volume of people you were sort of stood right behind someone and then you were nearly getting skewered through brain by a pole that were just hooked under somebody's arm as they were climbing up and then they'd put them down again um same on the descents really and um, because it was so narrow some of the track if you were faster you couldn't get past um because people with poles were like stabbing him into the side to give them balance but you uh-huh. then can't get around the outside but it's it i don't know it's it's just a hard a hard thing to do i know a lot of people are, are real big fans of him but there needs to be i don't know how, how did they police it really i don't know if they can have you run with poles yourself ever no, I haven't. No, I've actually got some. My friend Rachel's lent me some. So I have got some here. I just never got around to trying them because I just find them a bit of a faff. Um, I won't want them clipped on somewhere. And then it's like running next to someone who's got a lot of change in the pocket then, isn't it? The tapping away or something like that. So that, You just brought back a memory there. I was remember I ran the Highland Fling and I was running up the lock side, uh, the West Highland Way. And there was a guy behind me where like must have had like two fifty Ps and a pound coin or something in the, the short pocket. And I was like, What are you doing? He said, ah, ah, it's in case I need it for the phone. Like, anyway, sorry. It is though, that is that. They're like, because you get a quiver for them or something, don't you? There's like a quiver. That's what Jim Walmsley's got. UTMB had a quiver. It's yeah. be like Robin Hood. It's like Robin yeah, Hood. yeah, they got a little pouch. A little pouch, that's it. Um, but they would, you'd have to get so used to them. Um, so you're going to test them out, these ones that you've got a loan of? Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I keep meaning to go out with them, but I just haven't, haven't got around to it yet. But I'll I'll, if, I'll get going with them. If only there was an event coming up that you could use them. Maybe we'll come to that in a wee bit. Maybe we'll <laughs> come to that just in just a wee bit. But I want yeah. to speak as well. I've been, we obviously follow you on, we've got our researchers following you as well on social media. And one of the things that you mentioned was drinking from the wrong stream either could or potentially could upset your tummy. Yes, yes. Cause a bit of a problem. Yes. So yeah. do, do you have a filtration system for drinking out of any stream? Um, I do have one that I take like if I go walking in the lakes I hadn't taken it to the race at the weekend um but that was just because I wasn't expecting it to be as warm as it was but I, I, I should have taken it really um mm-hmm. but a lot of the little streams that were running down were so clear um it, it were all really nice well it looked really nice water that was uh that were running down so um yeah just we're drinking out of them really but everybody were doing the same everyone were just every time there were a little stream bending down filling the bottles up dipping their hats in dipping the wrists in everything just trying to mm. like cool the body temperature down and um, the video that you said when i was going up that was up the second climb and that that was that was the worst of the heat and um, that was the second ascent of up to the top of snowden um, and you came up through a valley where there was just no wind at all and then the last final push to the top there were just people sat either side of the path they were throwing up they were laid on floor they're just cramping up from the constant climbing um but yeah that that would uh that were when the heat hit the most 
we've all heard these stories about drinking from running, like make sure it's running clear and all that sort of stuff. But I, I've experienced this in the lakes the first time you were down, that if you're thirsty enough, you'll just you don't drink care. anything. You drink yeah. anything. I was in the, I was in this, I caught a burn. Maybe, I don't, what do they call it in England? They call it a river. What do they call it? Stream. Stream, match. So I was in it, standing in it. And I think I lay down at one point. It was just roasting. It's before you come down to that bit where they've got the big triffid plants. Hose water, is it? Oh, yeah. Over a wee bridge. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was actually in that stream. I wouldn't have cared if there was cows or sheep stripped, hanging, hanging about. Up. He was stripped in. <laughs> Stand in your bog, make it, waving it, folks. <laughs> That's the image I've got in my head. No <laughs> wonder he's staying that long. <laughs> skinny dipping no, during the week on 50. Anyway, maybe, I, maybe I've spoke about that too much. But when it when it's hot and dry and there's no there's no aid stations anywhere near, you're going to just either dehydrate or you take your chances, don't you? So, mm. but the, so yeah, was, was your stomach all right? Were you all right? I wasn't too bad. You never know what's, obviously in a race like that, when you're necking tailwind and just eating what you're eating all day, you, yeah. you're going to get a little bit of something that's not right, aren't you? But I, I didn't do too bad. I had a really bad experience about 10, 10 years ago when I were up on Pennine Way and it was really hot and I drunk from a stream and I had to have a week off work. <laughs> so... <laughs> I uh, I just always remember that I had to go to doctors. That was horrendous. Uh, so I've never I've always been a little bit more careful of which streams I drink out of yeah. since that uh, since that mm-hmm. little predicament. But um, yeah, I want I want too bad. And it was the streams were really really clear. They were nice. So because you were almost like draining through your hydration pretty quickly by the sounds of it because of the heat was. Was the aid stations well spaced out, or? Yeah, because because of the nature of the course, the aid stations could only be at the bottom of the ascents. Uh-huh. So I think it was maybe ten mile to the first one, and then another ten to the second. But in that second ten mile, you've gone yeah. up to the summit of Snowdon and back down. So even yeah. though a mile doesn't seem like it's a long way, were I think it was three hours for me, maybe nearly three hours for that second ascent and descent so it's a fair old time to go away just yeah, by that time it's like coming up midday or whatever or it's yeah 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 it's warm as yeah yeah, yeah so. it's part of the day and I, all i had was two um 500 ml soft flasks uh, for hydration that that was it so yeah I, I refilled them quite a lot though from the streams and then necked them and carried on so I saw a couple of things on the Facebook page about the aid stations running out of water, but I think I must have been through before they were running out. I saw some right. people posting saying that they were rationing the water for them when they got there, but... Mm. Yeah. That's not very good if you're, you've got a raging thirst and they're saying, one bottle, mate. One bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, how much was the entry fee for that, by the way? What Did you get UTMB stone for that uh, one? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's two stones for that. Is it? I, I've not quite sussed out their new sort of methodology mm. of collecting stones. Um, but it seems no, quite I, the... Uh, I'm not really sure, but I mean, there were a lot of people whilst we were running, talking to each other, saying, oh, how many stones have you got? And chatting to each other, but... Yeah. 
they've got a nice little um, universe of races for collecting stones. Um, I can see they've they're expanding. Yeah, yeah. I'd not be cynical here. <laughs> yeah. And can I ask as well, nutrition-wise, we spoke before about tail tailwind is yep. your is your preferred um, type of nutrition. Is that the same for races like this as well, Mel? Uh, yeah, I had I didn't have enough tailwind for the amount of times I feel. So I'd taken started with two bottles of tailwind at the start, and then I'd taken little pouches to put into my bottles at each each aid station. And what I could have probably done with was extra bags, extra little drugs bags for when I filled them up from streams to be ah. able to pop it in as well. But um, I didn't I didn't think I'd need as much as I did, but. Yeah, I, I did all right with that still. I had those and I had, you know, the OTE duo yeah. bars. Uh, so I ate two of those, one of the little SIS cake bars and then some oh, cheese and Branson sarnies at checkpoint two. Or three, like no, that. checkpoint three they were, the, the um, sandwiches. Sounds like they saved the day at yeah. that point. Yeah. Were they fresh sandwiches or were they getting a wee bit? Try curly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back well, back time I got there to checkpoint three, they'd been in this little marquee, obviously mm. in twenty degrees heat, so they were getting a little bit stale. But do you know what? I, I think I'm a fan. I think I'm a fan of a bit of stale bread. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I want. I want annoyed. I want annoyed at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to hear. So, overall, what was your? And we, we spoke about this previously as well. Did you have a? an expectation or an aim for this or was it just to go and see what happened on the day yeah yeah just to go and, and finish it um mm-hmm. really just for something a little bit different and just to try a bigger event um obviously mm-hmm. i've done the ironman events before which are the equip the triathlon equivalent and they're a whole lot of i don't know what i don't know what the word is busyness <laughs> um so to try something like that um, just to see what it was like doing one of the one of the bigger events. Mm. What's your lessons learned? Um, always take more water. Don't underestimate the the um, heat in Wales. That would be <laughs> another one. Um, I think that's it. And just okay. crack on, just get your head down and crack on. There were a lot of people in the uh, Facebook group. There was been a post in the, uh, I've had to leave the Facebook group. Um, somebody posted this last week to say that they think that the route should be changed next year because it was too difficult. <laughs> yeah. There's like been a lot- dream. <laughs> but- Come run the race that's judged as too difficult. Yeah. <laughs> marketed it is marketed like that obviously the ascent the route profiles everything's online for you to look yeah. at before you go and um, so it it's i get there was a lot of people that had, like international people that had come that don't have the chance to come and wreck in and have a bit of a look but you can get a bit of an idea from route profiles and there's enough people like gary house people have wrecked and put videos on youtube and so you can you can find out information of the route so i don't think it, it shouldn't have really been that much of a surprise to anyone i think the weather caught a lot of people out i will say that 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 caught people out but the actual terrain 
um, and the difficulty of the event. That's the whole point of entering something like that. Yeah, but you know what? The heat is a game changer, isn't it? it oh, just to- it's a total different environment. Um, it sounds like even the way they're caught the organisers out. No. Yeah, the- it did. Well, there was two kit lists. Earlier on in the week, they had the basic kit list and then they had a hot weather one and a cold weather one. Uh, And they let people know the day before the event which kit list to use. Um, And we got a text through to say that it was just the basic one. You didn't need the warm weather kit, which would have been then extra water, hat, sun cream. Um, So I think it did did catch them out as well. And they, they can't be blamed for that. I mean, you can look at weather forecasts as much as you want, can't you? But... It's yeah. a completely different thing. I was yeah. thinking when you were speaking earlier, Mel, and you were saying how tough it was, the toughest race you've ever done. I think you said that. Yeah. Um, and you know, last month you ran a really flat ultramarathon from Manchester to Liverpool. And this is like almost the polar, <laughs> polar opposite, even though <laughs> yeah. it's, it's probably about you know, an hour and a half drive away <laughs> from where that was. Um, the point I was going to get was how you've you re Insta story. You you were on the Insta story in during the Manchester at Liverpool. I wasn't. No, no. I don't think so. No. Okay, but did you almost use that as a distraction, as a wee bit of a coping mechanism to kind of this will take my mind off how fucking much this feels like purgatory? Because <laughs> well, I do that. The thing on the Manchester to Liverpool one was there wasn't really anything to film. Ah. <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were on Transpennine Trail and on the side at Canal and I were on my own for a lot of that as well because there uh-huh. wasn't any people running. So yes. it would have just been me videoing myself, which nobody needs to see anybody's face up close when they're running. Um, but oh, where was shopping the... trolleys in a canal would have been nice. <laughs> Urban <laughs> art. <laughs> I'm, no, I was just thinking because I've done that when I've even been out in train runs I'm like that oh this is just what am I even doing question my life choices and sometimes just getting the phone out taking photos and, and enjoying the moment in a different way can break it up and almost act as a bit of a spur yeah yeah it, 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 it definitely did it's still when when you're filming well you're filming because you know people are interested in in the race and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so yeah and the the views were just amazing oh, it looked, it looked ace. it's a part of the world that i've never explored um we often speak about things that are on our to-do list i, I don't know if you've sold this one to me to actually go and <laughs> go and do um but i like uh, maybe a recce sometime would be good yeah, I, I would to do the event you would you'd say go yeah. and do it yeah, yeah I, i'd recommend it, it were a little bit expensive compared to other events Um, i think that next year they'll make some changes because everyone's getting a race feedback survey so i think a lot of people but again if they're complaining about the weather or the course that's just the way it is the, you can't really complain about that sort of thing when you enter yeah. And that that race, but the well, there were a little bit to do with the organisation, with the aid stations running out. But again, that were probably just because of the weather uh, and mm-hmm. how warm it was. Queues for um, registration and the bag drop as well, but that were just volume of people. I, I would hope that next year that they would have less entries for the 50k because personally, I think that there were just too many people on that sort of route. See on that, like um, I'm trying to think what how many are on the start line at the Wakeland Fifty. You know, it must be yeah, maybe comparable, no. but they do that staggered start thing. 
at Lakeland where it so it's no it's basically I go up to the front now and you get away and they'll maybe what you know three hundred away and then the next swath go away. So everybody also your chip times put the time you cross the mat. So um, it's not a mass start. That's what I'm trying to say. You maybe wonder if that could work for them. Just um, <laughs> listening to me giving the UTMB race <laughs> organisers, uh, they'll be like, "Get to fuck." <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to be well, greedy, then you also need to think about that. If you want to maximise your income, which is maybe what I'm saying. Uh, so Mel, you you completed the UTS 50k in nine hours, 52 minutes and 16 seconds. Yes, I did. Happy with that? Yeah, I, I didn't have any way of judging what it was going to be. I had no expectation of time, as always. Um, mm-hmm. It was set off and, and see how you go I couldn't really work out how fast I'd do it at the weekend compared to my recce's because I was on my own it were completely yeah. different conditions then um, so you, you can't really judge it against anything so yeah it's just all just all a go and see how you get on job brilliant brilliant and I think if you need to top up your tan <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was yeah. one thing the the uh, I didn't put enough sun cream on it sweated it off really early on um, so I probably would have taken some in my kit bag to put on at the aid stations yeah. if you knew it were going to be as hot as it was that's another tip though because I think it's yeah. something that we often overlook um, in the UK just the, mm-hmm. the need for that and it's probably spot on actually just with the the timing as we come into the sort of better weather always have a wee bit of sunscreen you know yeah. as high as high a fact as high a factor as as you can really because and and also have it in your bag because you all sweat it off as well yeah or, or is there is there a product that is anti-sweat sunscreen probably it's, not eh? they say they are like you know you get the sports ones that are sweat resistant but it's like having a jacket that's shower resistant you know or rain resistant yeah. eventually the rain seeps in i don't think there's a yeah nothing better than reapplying Yep. That's right. That's right. Let's go with that. Good shout. Um, a question that's been burning in the back of my mind since we started speaking, Mel, is would you would you go back? I'm not saying to beat that time because it'd be different because the conditions would probably be different. But yep. would would you go back to do that same event again? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Okay. If I could uh, unfasten my purse strings long enough to part with the money. <laughs> but yeah, I think I would. It was a really good route to really enjoy the route. Um, I would be tempted by the 100k, I think, just because I think you're not as tempted to, not at my level, you're not as tempted to race something like that. You're just sitting off and just trying to complete that sort of distance. So yeah, I think... Um, a few people that did the 100k said that that were that were a good route so i'd like mm-hmm. to try that um, tough as well i've seen even you know nikki spinks saying how tough she found it and that is you know saying something if she's um putting that out there um, yeah she was really felt as uncomfortable um, as she ever does it was just a, a really honest authentic post that she made that it's like yeah it doesn't always go exactly how you're going to plan it 
No, I don't, I don't know how those people were out there on the 100 because that's just unbelievable to think about that they had sort of the night before and then all that. Mm. When so they, they started on the Friday tea time? Yeah, they they started Friday. I missed the start because the traffic was so bad getting there. One o'clock, it was one o'clock Friday afternoon yeah. they started. Yep. Yeah, I've seen, again, a few people on my timelines and everything just saying that it was tough as mm. Mm. Mm, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely and we we finished our last chat with you Mel asking you what was next for you so now that UTS is out of the way what's next for you now well it was nothing until uh, this afternoon <laughs> when uh, the spine social media team posted that the entry close for the summer races uh, so about now I think I think they were closing yeah this evening uh, and I had a bit of a slip of the finger in for the summer challenger brilliant and just for the, yeah our well, listeners benefit the summer challenger is from to from where to where from Edale to Hawes Edale to Hawes and is 108 108 miles yeah of the Pennine Way. Home turf, Mel? Yes, first bit's home turf. First sort of 30 mile has got my footprints embedded into the rocks. Yeah, yeah, you've <laughs> um, got all the but... Strava segments there. <laughs> <laughs> any, any further north than that, um, I, I haven't done. I, I've walked, obviously, Penny again when I did the Three Peaks Fell race a couple of weeks ago, and Penny again yeah. was in that. So I've done little bits of, uh, of, of the stuff, but not not going as far north as it goes so it'll be interesting have you got any local legends down there no i don't think so no i must have i must have i'd have to have a look yeah check out that Strava wankers account <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's gone hasn't it? it's gone i know I it seems to have retired that's a shame that was quite fun during covid anyway yeah. <laughs> okay what date is that then um, that's 17th of June. Okay, four weeks time. Four weeks, <laughs> yeah, four weeks time, yeah. So there's a bit of an extensive kit list. I've just been trying to get me uh, head round it. There's a couple of stuff that I'll have to try and find, and okay. um, before then, it's just whether I've in plenty of time to try try it all. But that's the mm-hmm. point of a challenging event, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. See what yeah, will you have? Will you have your quiver pouch with your poles in it? Uh, I'll try these poles that I've got, and then yeah, I'm gonna have to try and get a. I think for something like that, you're gonna. I think you're gonna have to, aren't you? Because you, the you amount of kit you have to carry. Yeah. Yeah. Will yeah, you? So will you have your water filtration kit with you? Definitely. Yeah, and uh, can I ask, is the kit list? Is it the same as the kit list for the winter spine, or is it not as? Because I mean, the the conditions can still change, obviously. Yeah, there is there is still quite a lot on it um, to say it is a summer one, but then again, they cut off sixty hours. So if you're out there for sixty hours, it's a it's a, a lot of time. Um, yeah. So there's quite a lot of stuff on it, but it's going to be a bit heavier than I'm used to, I think. Yeah. So does that mean do you have to will you have to buy, or do you have the bag that will hold all the kit already? Um, I've already 
been texting friends to try and scrounge <laughs> what I can scrounge <laughs> as you do. So I've got a couple of couple of little bits. Is still you've got to you've got to have goggles, full face goggles for the summer one. That, I thought that were a bit weird. Is that um, like so a ski mask, like a ski mask thing? Yeah, yeah, like ah. a ski mask. Is that it? We spoke to somebody else who mentioned it. Was it Joe? Remember just right. on the West Island way, it was to get it was a midgy mitigation system. Ah, right, okay. That that was it wasn't a mandatory bit of kit, but it was mere just yeah. a personal choice. <laughs> I'm just laughing at you sitting doing the sign. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> and you know the um, that makes of course some interesting finish photographs and with big panda eyes. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> God lies. Like a pale mark. <laughs> Very good. Very uh, good. Yeah. Very good. You got to carry a bivy bag as well. Um and knife, it said. So I don't know what else is on there. Oh, you got to have a real light as well on your pack. A red a red flashing light on your pack. Right. So, yeah, a couple of little different bits to get. How excited are you by that? Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how have you done that? <laughs> that excited? Wow. This is great. I, I'm excited for you. <laughs> oh, man. And, okay. um, so is it over the is it a Friday set off for that one? Uh, that's uh, Saturday morning, Saturday 17th, 8 o'clock. Um, the other races are all the same time. So I think there's the Spine Sprint, which is to Hebden Bridge. Um, that's 46 mile. I know a couple of people doing that. They go at lunchtime on the Saturday, and then, but I'm not sure the full spine. I'm not sure what day that starts. Well, it was a dot watch and extravaganza in January, and it will be the same in June this year. What a it joy. was great in January, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And you know what? You become aware of people um, as the as it develops over the course of a few days you know you you sort of attach into people like Ali Caldwell I remember she's absolutely fantastic you know yeah um, so yeah I'm sure well we'll certainly be tracking your dot as you as you make your merry way that'd be that'd be fantastic well, and it's the same weekend as the West Highland Way we said that before you we, we started recording um, so yeah. that yeah. weekend is just an extravaganza do they have the tracking for the West Island Way, have they got the open tracking? Yeah, they do. Athlete, each individual athlete's got a drone that follows them <laughs> all the way. Live footage <laughs> drone. And their Instagram story. Yeah, yeah, they just put it permanent live Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's the type of investment that UTS should consider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it has got tracking. I think it's yeah. done on um, estimated. I, I don't know if it, I'm not even sure if it's like, tracking as in where you are tracking or if it's like estimated time at the next aid station yeah i think that's it, what I think they it did is, at uts uh, yeah yeah which can go yeah. a different way <laughs> if you start slowing down well inevitably at that type of distance you're going to start slowing down yeah. Um, but yeah so it's a bit it's been a big first six months of the year mel <laughs> it has yeah yeah unintentionally I always say every year when it gets to the start, yeah, oh, I won't do as many this year. And then you just, you start looking and you start talking to people and then you think, oh, maybe I could just, and then before you know it, you're in. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so listen, have you got have you got a song you're wanting to add in the playlist or a word in a dialect dictionary? What's the story? Oh, well, I didn't think because I'd coming back so quick. I didn't think I need another song now, do I? Well, we'll see you next week. Dialect dictionary one for last week. Last time. Oh, I remembered what it was, the one that I was supposed to have before I came out. We couldn't. Go on, um, go on, go on, go on. It was Mullock. Spell it. I don't know. Probably M U L L O C K. Mullock. Mullock. Right. That's a new one. So you'd say, like, if someone had made a mess, you'd say, oh, you've made a right mullock of that. As in, you've, As made, a, you've made a mess of that, or you've mu- mucked up. I've never heard the mullock. <laughs> I think it's got to be it's got to be a specific region of Yorkshire that I think it might even be a Sykes family tradition. It might. Okay. <laughs> Pe- ear. You've made a pig's ear of that. Yeah, yeah, same sort of thing. So, but a we'd mullock. say, oh, you've made a mullock. Brilliant. So, is there is there a tune in your head? No. That's all right. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. You know what? We'll probably see you next week anyway. You know, I mean, you just <laughs> yeah. come back in next week. You have a bit of crack. So definitely. Uh, um, John, have you got a tune? Spot, Mel. Yeah. Put him on the spot. Put you on the spot. John, have you got a tune? Okay, your lock leaving playlist. My lock leaving playlist. I think the one that hit it for me in lock leaving was the Jackson Five. Blame it on the boogie. There you go. That was the. It was all. It was all a very upbeat things. My last song that I never heard because it was too late in the day. Big country in a big country. So I never got to play. I had to play that afterwards. But blame it on the boogie was my tune. So we can add that one in. I'll yeah, dedicate that to Mel. Thank you. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Hell, I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> so your question changes. I know exactly <laughs> what it is. Takes it out of me. John, yeah. have we got anything else that we want to call our mail about? Or will we just, we've we've got her on speed dial now anyway, so we'll just say, oi. We have. Yeah. Oi, no, you. I, you know what? I think pretty much we're definitely going to want to speak to you after your spine adventure. Mm. Most definitely want to do that. So, um, But it's been brilliant. Thank you very much for again to come back on. We know. It's been very recent that you were on, but it was good to get your thoughts on um, the UTS because there was quite a lot of social media coverage about it and there's been a lot of questions about it. So thank you very much for agreeing to come come and chat with us again. And well done on going for fast-ish, flat 50-mile ultras to 35-mile ultras with 11,000 foot. There's no that many people can just flip a switch like that. So well done, Mel. Awesome going. Thank you. We'll catch you soon. Bye.